Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you Welcome to part three of this special John Lennon birthday edition of the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. We're going to begin with a song written in 1970, recorded in 1973, but not officially released until 1986 when it was dusted off for release on the posthumous collection Men Love Ave, Rock and Roll People. Lennon recorded a piano demo of the song at Tittenhurst Park towards the end of 1970 when he was working on material for the follow-up to John Lennon Plastic Ono Band but he didn't feel as if the song would work on the Imagine LP, so it wasn't revisited during the sessions. It was, however, recorded during the Mind Game sessions on August 1st and 4th, 1973, with Lennon playing guitar and singing, Jim Keltner on drums, Gordon Edwards on bass, Ken Asher on keys, and David Spinoza on guitar. The song was first heard commercially on Johnny Winter's 1974 album, John Dawson Winter. Lennon's engineer Shelley Yakis produced the album and suggested to Winter that he cover Lennon's unreleased song. Lennon agreed, but did not participate in the sessions. The piano demo from 1970 that we're going to hear tonight showed how the song originally was an homage to the 1950s music that was always a favorite of Lennon's. We'll follow with two versions of Lennon's Power to the People. Lennon told David Sheff in his 1980 Playboy interview about the origins of this 1971 single that reached number 7 in the UK and number 11 in the US. Well, that came from a talk with Tariq Ali, who was sort of a revolutionary in England, and edited a magazine called Red Mole. So I felt I ought to write a song about what he was saying. That's why it didn't really come off. I was not thinking clearly about it. It was written in the state of being asleep and wanting to be loved by Tariq Ali and his ilk. You see? I have to admit to that so I won't call it hypocrisy. I couldn't write that today. We'll first hear a rough take before Phil Spector spectorized it, with fabulous results. We'll follow with a true remix of the final recording that highlights Alan White's drums and Klaus Vormann's bass. We'll also feature Bobby Key's saxophone, Lennon and Billy Preston's pianos, as well as the backing vocals of Rosetta Hightower and others at key moments. Rosetta Hightower was one of the backing vocalists on Joe Cocker's 1969 version of The Beatles with a little help from my friends, and truly made that take of The Beatles' classic shine. Yeah. 
change it if I choose to. Tell me where the left is.
Next up, a quick glimpse at Lennon's love of Carl Perkins and Elvis Presley, recorded during the Plastic Ono Band Sessions. This medley of Honey Don't, Don't Be Cruel, and Matchbox, while a bit ragged, is a perfect example of how this music never left Lennon, or the other Beatles, regardless of their innovative practices. Well, how come you say you will when you won't? You say you do, baby, when you don't. Oh, honey, tell me, how do you feel? Oh, honey, tell me, is love real? But, uh-huh. Honey, don't.
Ladies and gentlemen, Her Royal Highness, the Queen. Good evening. <laughs> I've been asked to do this commercial. It relates to a gramophone record, <laughs> which has been issued by a record company. The record company's name is Apple, but the gramophone record is called Mind Games by John Lennon. Good evening. What are you doing out there, you cowgirls? Anyway, I'm here to tell you about a record that's simply gorgine. <laughs> really, a stud I know put me onto it. <laughs> it's called Mind Games by John Lennon. Shadow Bottle, 1973. Some 1973 promos for the Mind Games LP. We're going to continue with a stripped-down version of Out the Blue from that album. This version highlights Ken Asher's funky piano playing and the vibe that the rhythm section had before the overdubs. The piano is front and center and grooves hard without the added backing vocals, pedal steel guitar, and additional keyboards.
Next up, three songs from Lennon's 1974 LP, Walls and Bridges. The album and related singles both sold much better in the U.S. than in the U.K. The album and first single, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, both reached number one in the U.S., but only reached number six and 36, respectively, in the U.K. The second single, Number Nine Dream, peaked at number nine in the U.S. Billboard Top 100 charts, but stalled at number 23 in the U.K. Whatever Gets You Through the Night would be Lennon's only number one single released during his lifetime. For Walls and Bridges, Lennon returned to the record plant in July of 1974 and enlisted Jim Keltner, Klaus Vorman, Ken Asher, Nicky Hopkins, percussionist Arthur Jenkins, guitarist Jesse Ed Davis, acoustic guitarist Eddie Matu, and saxophonists Bobby Keys and Ron Apria to record the album. These were many of the players that Lennon had been with in Los Angeles during the Lost Weekend, but here they were under orders to avoid the drinking and partying that had characterized the L.A. sessions. The core players would be billed on the album as the Plastic Ono Nuclear Band, a variation of the Plastic Ono Band conceptual group moniker that many of Lennon's solo efforts were credited to. The LP was again produced by Lennon, but with more successful results than Mind Games. We'll begin with a rehearsal take of Going Down on Love, recorded at the record plant in New York City with a stripped-down band with Lennon on vocals and guitar, Jesse Ed Davis on guitar, Klaus Vorman on bass, and Jim Keltner on drums. This version is definitely rawer, but has the basis of what would form the final version. Although the song's title reeked of sexual innuendo, it was a song of loss and was a perfect opener to the stylized production of Walls and Bridges. Next up, a rehearsal take of the beautiful ballad Bless You. Lennon was quite fond of the song and expressed his views as such. As a song, I think it's the best piece of work on the album, although I worked harder on some of the other tracks. In retrospect, that seems to be the best track for me. Lennon took a great deal of care in crafting the arrangement, going as far as chastising guitarist Jesse Ed Davis for playing too many notes in a chord, even if they were the right ones, during one of the rehearsal takes of the song. After the break, we'll return with the only number one single that Lennon would have during his lifetime, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. The song was inspired musically by George McRae's Rock You Baby, and once again, like Good Morning, Good Morning and Happiness is a Warm Gun, lyrically inspired by a mundane moment in life. I heard someone saying it on the radio on a late night talk show, talking to someone on a phone saying, well, whatever gets you through the night. And there it was, the whole tune came to me in my head. In December 2005, May Pang, Lennon's girlfriend at the time, told a bit of a different story to Radio Times. At night, he loved to channel surf and would pick up phrases from all the shows. One time he was watching Reverend Ike, a famous black evangelist, who was saying, let me tell you guys, it doesn't matter. It's whatever gets you through the night. John loved it and said, I've got to write it down or I'll forget it. He always kept a pad and pen by the bed. That was the beginning of whatever gets you through the night. The song took a long time to perfect, recording 24 takes on the first day before returning to it another day to record a further seven takes before a master backing track was achieved. Elton John visited the studio while Lennon was recording Walls and Bridges and contributed harmony vocals and keyboards to Whatever Gets You Through the Night and Surprise Surprise Sweet Bird of Paradox. I was fiddling about one night and Elton John walked in with Tony King of Apple. You know, we're all good friends. And the next minute Elton said, can I put a bit of piano on that? I said, sure, love it. He zapped in. I was amazed at his ability. I knew him, but I'd never actually seen him play. A fine musician, great piano player. I was really pleasantly surprised at the way he could get in on such a loose track and add to it and keep up with the rhythm changes, obviously because it doesn't keep the same rhythm. And then he sang with me. We had a great time. At this point, Lennon was the only former member of the Beatles yet to have achieved a number one solo single and told Elton John, I'm out of favor at the moment. But Elton felt that the song was a hit and wagered with Lennon that if the song made it to number one, he would join Elton on stage to perform it at a Thanksgiving concert that year at New York's Madison Square Garden. Lennon agreed, assuming there was no way the song would reach the top of the charts. It wasn't even his first choice for a single. 
It was chosen by Capitol Records Vice President Al Corey, who had recently worked as Singles Magic with Paul McCartney's Band on the Run album, something that Lennon was very aware of. Lennon's popularity may have declined by the mid-70s, but he could not pass up the opportunity to release a duet with the biggest star of the decade, and in November of 74, Whatever Gets You Through the Night knocked Bachman-Turner Overdrive's You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet from the top of the Billboard Hot 100. Lennon summed it up perfectly. Elton sang on a single that turned out to be a cut from Walls and Bridges, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. He sang harmony on it, and he really did a damn good job. So I sort of half-heartedly promised that if Whatever Gets You Through the Night became number one, which I had no reason to expect, I'd do Madison Square Garden with him. So one day Elton called and said, Remember when you promised? It wasn't like I promised some agent or something, so I was suddenly stuck. I had to go on stage in the middle of nothing. Got to get down, down on my knees. Got to get down, down on my knees. Get down, down on my knees Got to 
I hope you enjoyed part three of this special John Lennon birthday edition of the Beatles multi-track meltdown. We're going to close the show with remixes of two songs from John Lennon's last album, Double Fantasy. The LP was actually a Lennon-Ono collaboration, the first since 1972's underwhelming Sometime in New York City. Initially, Double Fantasy didn't fare too well with the critics either. However, three weeks after the album's release, Lennon was murdered and many of the poor reviews were withheld from publication including those in major publications such as the New York Times, Rolling Stone, and the Village Voice. After Lennon's death, the first single, just like Starting Over, went to number one. The single had only peaked at number seven in the U.S. and number nine in the U.K. before Lennon's assassination. In the U.S., the album had reached number 11 and number 14 in the U.K., but after his death, it reached the top spot in the U.S. and number two in the U.K. and won Album of the Year in 1981 at the 24th Annual Grammy Awards. We'll begin with Woman, the second single from the album that was chosen by Lennon and released posthumously. The single debuted at number three in the UK, then reached number one where it spent two weeks, knocking off the top spot his own re-released Imagine. In the US, the single reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 while peaking at number one on the Cashbox Top 100. Lennon elaborated on its origin in his Rolling Stone interview by Jonathan Cott on December 5, 1980, three days before his death. Woman came about because one sunny afternoon in Bermuda, it suddenly hit me. I saw what women do for us, not just what my Yoko does for me, although I was thinking in those personal terms. Any truth is universal. Anyway, in Bermuda, what suddenly dawned on me was everything I was taking for granted. Women really are the other half of the sky, as I whispered at the beginning of the song. And it just sort of hit me like a flood, and it came out like that. The song reminds me of a Beatles track, but I wasn't trying to make it sound like that. I did it as I did Girl many years ago, so this is a grown-up version of Girl. We'll close the show with the first single from the album and the first new recording that Lennon had released since 1975, just like starting over. Lennon chose this song not because he felt it was the best track of the album, but because it was the most appropriate thing to put out following his five-year absence from the recording industry. He was definitely channeling his 50s heroes and even stated before one take, this one's for Gene and Eddie and Elvis and Buddy. He went so far as starting the song with a bell in the intro, as he had on Mother from his first solo record, John Lennon Plastic Ono Band, ten years earlier. The bell, however, is more uplifting than the one heard in 1970, and illustrates how Lennon had grown in ten years.
So precious together we have grown we have grown although our love is still special let's take a chance and fly away somewhere It's been too long since we took the time No one's to blame, I know time flies so quickly But when I see you, darling It's like we both are falling in love again It'll be just like starting over Starting over Every day we used to make it love Why can't we be making love nice and easy? It's time to spread our wings and fly Don't let another day go by My love, it'll be just like starting over Starting over Why don't we take off alone Take a trip somewhere far, far away We'll be together all alone again 
I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963, and you've been listening to Part 3 of the special John Lennon Birthday Edition of the Beatles Multitrack Meltdown. Tune in every Sunday night at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern to hear deconstructed mixes of classic Beatle tracks, solo cuts, live songs, and much, much more. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, ShadyBearBKLYN, and like the page for I Want to Tell You on Facebook. See you next week.